Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne bringing another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode is brought to us by Coinsierge Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution. Coinsierge Club makes purchasing easy, safe, and overall process more efficient while costing less. All right, so it's been a few days since I did a podcast. Took a little bit of a hiatus after a week of travel through uh, Las Vegas and Los Angeles, hitting up some conferences, Money 2020 and Crypto Invest Summit. Learned a lot at those conferences and really just think, you know, we're on the right track. This is the, the right way to go. Educate yourself on what's going on in crypto. Uh, not a whole lot's happened in the market. It's been mostly flat. Yesterday, we saw a dip from about $209 billion market cap down to about 203 but it was kind of expected. The way everything was moving sideways, we were due for a little dip or a little spike, and it happened to be a dip, but still not a whole lot of movement. Remember, I've said many times in the past, anything between 62 and 6,500 is really just sideways movement, and that's what's happening right now. So right now, Bitcoin dominant is still sitting at 54.09%, and like I said, coin market cap, total crypto market cap is sitting at $209 billion. So let's take a look at what's going on in the news. Now, first thing I shared on the Facebook page from No Crypto to No Crypto yesterday is an article from March about the cycles of the market. Now, this was uh, an article that was done uh, interviewing Tom Lee, who is the head of uh, Fundstrike Global. Global. And if you, if you follow the space for some time, Tom Lee is very bullish on Bitcoin, has some very big predictions on Bitcoin. Um, but he, he said back in March, the carnage that has ravaged the crypto market over the past few weeks may be nearing an end. Now, one thing that I took out of this, now we, there still was some downside after this article was posted. I'll give you that. But, you know, it's still hard to confirm what the bottom was. But he said, this is kind of what caught my attention and I, made me go searching for this article to reshare it yesterday. It says, however, the relatively upbeat proclamation comes with a proviso. The coming weeks and months may not yield an outright bull market either, as much as the market enters a phase of purgatory. He believes the so-called limbo phase or purgatory marked by listless, indecisive action, plays out for about 150 to 175 days before transforming into a more definitive uptrend. Now, let's look at back from March till now, 150, 175 days. I think it's safe to say we've seen a lot of that play out. And if you figure the, 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 true, the first bottom came in May, 150 to 175 days is going to lead us right around to where we are anywhere now, all the way through the end of the year through December. So could the bull market be coming? That's yet to be determined, but hopefully the bulls are gearing up for a run here soon. All right. Now it basically says altcoins typically had the most headwind, severe headwind due to the overall, you know, cryptocurrency market. That, that's due to regulate regulatory oversights, SEC stepping in, a lot of ICOs that were just risky, didn't really do a whole lot. So We'll see what happens, but I wanted to really, you know, revisit that article. It took some time to find it just because, you know, as you watch the market over the last couple of weeks, and it seems like every update I've given over the last couple of weeks and even further have been sideways movement for the most part is we are still in this purgatory period right now, which is before the start of the bull market. So now some encouraging news that happened Saturday. So Bitcoin futures expired on Saturday and it failed to produce any volatility in the crypto market. So it's a, that's a big contrast from what's happening months ago when futures, you know, when futures were, were expiring, we've seen a lot of settlement, a lot of volatility, and we didn't see that. And honestly, I don't feel, we haven't really confirmed what caused a slight dip yesterday, but I doubt it has anything to do with futures expiring as that had already happened. We've already seen settlements. So that did not 
did not spark any kind of any kind of sell-off. So that that was very well, just almost again confirming that the bottom is in when it comes to the crypto market. We're now sitting in that purgatory period as we get ready to move back up into a bull market as soon as this purgatory period ends. All right. So next up in the news. So this article really caught my attention and I shared this one also on the Facebook page. Mount Kenya provides visitors with a picturesque appeal reminiscent to ambience of the world utopia. But there's a place out there called Betty's Place that combines culinary skills uh, and cryptocurrency. So Betty's Place, it's not just a place where you enjoy culinary cuisine, but it's also becoming a, an institution for learning when it comes to Bitcoin. So Miss Wambugu, who owns Betty Place, prides herself as a cryptocurrency pioneer. It's going to be a place, be out of place if she has faulted since she's putting her knowledge into effect. She introduced tutorial sessions on Bitcoin for interested individuals in the classes she holds every Sunday at her restaurant. I've set aside one day where I can teach my customers, whoever asks about cryptocurrency, how does it work? What is Bitcoin? I train them is what she said. Now, I shared this article because it's very interesting as the purpose of this podcast, the purpose of my book that I put out on Amazon under the same name from No Crypto to No Crypto is strictly around education because we can only do so much in the crypto market until we break down those barriers that many people have, the barriers of entry that makes it daunting, that makes it intimidating. So to see this happening in other areas, other countries even, where she's not only accepting cryptocurrency at a restaurant, but also teaching customers about Bitcoin. And that's what really what everybody needs to do in this space is focus on joining arms, locking arms. There is no competition. I was talking to somebody yesterday that hosts a, a, another podcast and it you know lives basically about an hour drive from me. And we were talking about just a lot of similarities in the way we think around what education needs to be. And kind of one thing I mentioned is that this space is too new for, for com, you know, to be competitive. We need to focus on locking arms and everybody helping each other out. So whether that be through the education piece, multiple cryptos working together, apps making, knocking down barriers, this is what we need to see in the crypto space. All right. So also in the news, so the race to build the best public blockchain is going to be one those that will scale in line with volume. And the reason I'm bringing this up, so over the weekend, the Waves platform in a 24-hour period processed 6.1 million real-time transactions in what they call a stress test. The network faced no disruptions or delays as the test intensified. None of the transactions on its system undertaken by users for DEX orders, transfers, token creation, et cetera. None of that experienced any kind of a slowdown. And you know, I've been very bullish on Waves. I hold some Waves. Also, Coin Sierra Club, who's one of our sponsors, is built on the Waves blockchain. And through that introduction, the Coin Sierra Club, when I, when I became involved with that project last year, I really started focusing on the Waves decentralized exchange. And definitely as the user interfaces improve, you're going to see decentralized exchanges really take the forefront of what cryptocurrency is about. I'm sure, a lot of people are going to join cryptocurrency through Coinbase and through other apps that make it easy by being able to buy crypto with your phone number. But once you start learning what private keys are, why you want to hold your private keys, why you don't want another entity to be just like your bank, you're going to migrate over to decentralized exchanges because you are in, in, in turn your bank and you control your private keys. Now with that control comes a level of responsibility because there's not a customer service line. You can call and say, hey, I forgot my password. No, you, you have a password. You have a backup key. You store that backup key in a secure, multiple secure locations. And if you ever forget your password, you can reset your password using your backup key. So 
But Waves platform is definitely making some moves. Uh, you know, I, one thing that was really impressive about them was the speed of their blockchain. Seeing that they're running stress tests is encouraging for what is happening. And it looks like they're ramping up for more growth. All right. So next up, there was an article posted by Cointelegraph about Bitcoin mining energy consumption leading to a global crisis, right? And here's why that's false, right? Now, I'm not going to dispute, yes, Bitcoin mining and cryptocurrency mining in general uses electricity, burns electricity more than you would if you, if you just set up some machines in your house. Obviously, you're going to see your electric bill goes up. But why is this not a feasible argument as to why we should avoid Bitcoin? It still costs less electricity in total compared to the traditional financial transaction protocol. All credit card processing servers, ATMs, computers used by every single person in modern society, the diesel engine of trucks, trains, generators, all left idling for hours, days, weeks. When you think about cash pickup, there's millions of cars, planes, coal industry, you know, waste fires, giant vacant buildings. And just think about just the energy that is used to print new money, right? So you, you typically, when you get bills from a bank, you very rarely get any damaged bills. Well, why is that? Because damaged bills are taken out of circulation and replaced, right? You very rarely get any old coins out of banks. Now, you may get them from retailers, but new printing, new, new minting of coins, just, just the mining of the, the iron and, and then the copper and any, anything else needed to mint those coins, all of those things use a lot more electricity than Bitcoin mining ever will uh, as that process is a continuous process. And so it's just kind of funny, you know, you're going to hear this a lot. This objection comes up a lot. Well, I heard crypto... Currency mining is bad for the environment. And, you know, yeah, we need to do our part to use more clean energy, but it is not going to contribute to the global crisis. It's just just like the scare tactic when people are saying that that car automobile emissions are, are a threat to the environment. When really, yes, they do do some little bit of harm to the environment, but it's it's minuscule in comparison to the amount of carbon emissions that are emitted from from the livestock uh, commercial industry from raising livestock. So I'm not going to get in a debate about that, but it's just a comparison to show that sometimes the news is skewed. You got to do your own research to really see what is actually going on. All right. So next up. So the trading volume in South Korea has spiked again recently. And this was showing that, that in October, almost 50% of the total market share volumes coming from the Korean won. Uh, the recent trend is, is departure from what happened earlier in the year. So, Prior to early in the year, we saw Koreans were driving, really driving cryptocurrency volumes, cryptocurrency prices, a lot of regulations, a lot of uncertainty, you know, exchanges being shut down and then allowed to reopen. We saw a lot of different things that, that slowed down a lot of Korean trading. Looks like the confidence has returned. And I think also with the fact that many believe the bottom is in and we're just in that purgatory period, that many people are buying as much as they can, buying every little dip buying at the current price just because they realize that we are all, we are going to go up from here. Will there be more downside? Uh, possibly so. Will we drop below 6,100? I doubt it when it comes to Bitcoin. But once, once we, uh, you know, we end that purgatory period, we're going to see a lot of things happen. So next up is another article I shared. So when it comes to trading in the crypto space, there's three common mistakes new traders make. Going against the trend, trading in consolidation periods, and forgetting to reduce their risk. Now, the reason I shared this article because a lot of people are getting trying to get into trading and they don't really realize that. So when you trade against the trend, I say Bitcoin is dropping. Now, Bitcoin right now is paired to basically all the altcoins. So no matter how strong that altcoin is looking, when Bitcoin experiences a downtrend, the entire crypto market experiences a downtrend, right? So don't trade against the trend. Um, 
when things are consolidating, don't trade in that period and don't forget to reduce your risk, set stop losses, right? Make sure that you are uh, setting stops and, and, and sticking with those just to, that way you don't just ride a dip and continue to hold all the way down through a dip, especially if the overall trend is down. Now, I'm not talking about day trading daily, stepping out of a trade and getting back in. No, this is for long-term trends, long-term trend reversals. Um, and to the newly crypto initiated, it can often be dangerous game as consolidation periods generally break out and down hard and fast, leaving many short, long positions in the dust. So regardless of what happens, whether it's a spike up or spike down, especially if you're trading on, on margin, if you're doing, if you're shorting, if you're going short or long in a position, you can be liquidated very easily if you're opening those positions in a consolidation period. Uh, it's always best to wait for a confirmation and a change of direction of the trend to reduce the risk of being caught on the side of the fence, with, on the other side of the fence, should I say, with your pants down. So you definitely want to make sure you're paying attention to that. And also, next thing up, if you are not day trading, right? If you are only, let's say you're trend trading, and let's, or let's just say your, your, your strategy is to hold, right? And just to add, now if your, your strategy is to hold, you need to pair that up with, with dollar cost average. Is no matter what the market is doing, buy continuously small increments over time, and that's going to limit your liability because no matter whether the price is going up or down, your dollar cost averaging is, is, is basically leveraging you out. Um, but don't check your block folio or whatever app you use to check crypto prices every hour of every day. It's only going to make you panic. If you're not planning on selling when it drops or you're not planning on, on, on uh, I'm sorry, buying when it drops or you're not planning on selling when it spikes, you don't need to check it every day. So if you bought Bitcoin at 10000 why do you care what the price is today? right? It, what does it matter if it's 6,300, 6,500, 6,800? Now, what's your risk? So trust in the asset and whether or not you're happy, wait out another possible year of bearish conditions. With you lose change locked up in crypto, you can just do that and not worry about what the price is, right? So how do you dollar cost average? You just want to buy in little over time. But as I've, I've said this many times in the past, if you're not day trading, don't worry every hour of every day what the price is. I've been stuck in there. There's some days, you know, I do do some day trading, but there's some days where I haven't been trading and I still find myself multiple times throughout the day, open my phone, hit refresh on the screen just to see what the price is, right? And that kind of takes away from being present in the moment of what's going on that day. It's just, it leads to some unnecessary worry or some unnecessary FOMO when you see the price rising and you're like, crap, I missed out on it. You just want to avoid that uh, at, at all costs. So, uh, and that's really it. So today's episode, I focused a lot on on educating within some of the news that I shared. So the crypto education uh, part is going to be very brief, but I just want to point out. So as censorship grows on traditional social media, right, you can't even run a crypto ad, even if it's for crypto education on Facebook. And I've talked about this in the past. And I talked to somebody yesterday, uh, the guy I was talking to that also hosts a podcast. They were trying to run some social media ads. You just can't do it because Facebook is... Um, is managing that, you know, micromanaging that, should I say. So one thing you can look to do is migrate to decentralized platforms. Now, some of these platforms are kind of clunky. They're not as user-friendly as the platforms you're used to, but that comes with a price, right? If you remember, Facebook has evolved over time. Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, they've all evolved over time and they were clunky at first. So if you wait for the masses to migrate over to the decentralized platforms, you may miss out on growing a big following or creating a good presence on those social media accounts. So some of these decentralized platforms even reward you in crypto for your posts. So if you're looking for an alternative to Facebook for right now, it's steam it, right? Steam it is an article is, is a place where you can post articles, post blogs, post pictures, 
and also you can be rewarded in cryptocurrency. Now, if, if you're looking for an alternative to Instagram, there's an app called Steepshot, S-T-E-E-P-S-H-O-T, Steepshot, which is an Instagram alternative. Now, that one's also built on the Steam platform, but you can, you can log in through your Steam account or create a new account, which also allows you to earn crypto from your, from your users, from, from the likes you get, from your followers, should I say, not your users, but Steepshot. And the interface is very, very similar to Instagram. So they made it very easy for you to use. And it's not censored as decentralized. You know, YouTube, we saw YouTube crash a while back, and YouTube also has some censorship issues. So there's something called BitTube, right? So if you if you're not sure, Google BitTube is the first one that comes up. B-I-T-T-U-B-E. It's a decentralized platform, allows you to share your videos without being censored. So also Twitter. Now, Twitter has been one of the most crypto-friendly places, but we have seen some censorship lately. But you can also go to Peepeth. Now that one's kind of we're hard to say a little and hard to spell. So it's P E E P E T H peepeth.com is an alternative to Twitter. They're working on a mobile app, but their mobile platform on through the mobile browser is very user friendly. You can go through there uh, and, and just really that one's built on the Ethereum blockchain. And also if you like to post sound, maybe, maybe post music and you want to get away from say Spotify or even iTunes as well. So D sound audio, that's the letter D. D-S-O-U-N-D, dsound.audio, is built on the Steam platform as well. That allows you, so that's where I'll post, I'll also post this podcast there, so it's on there, but also many artists can post songs and choose the the restrictions or the own level of ownership, whether or not they allow you to download it for free or whether or not they choose to sell some of their music. They can sell music, so it's giving the user, the creator, the content, the ability to sell um sell their their content without having to use a third party mediator a third party agent or platform that's going to take a big part of the profits it allows you to do that there so check out check out these things if you haven't seen them before uh, do some research check out what they are because they can really help you out and i find this is also helping to make cryptocurrency and blockchain more mainstream because uh, one thing steve wozniak talked about at crypto invest summit last week is you know, one of the big things that's going to make blockchain and cryptocurrency successful is when you realize people are using it and not even realizing it because the platform has become so easy for them to use. That's what's happening here. Also, there's a few apps I'd like to point out for you to check out. So Abra, A-B-R-A, is an app that allows the everyday person to download, uh, download an app, purchase cryptocurrencies using their bank account. Very easy to do, uh, you know, for, for small amounts. You're doing large amounts. Uh, check out my book. I, I give some different alternatives to that. But if you want to buy a little bit over time, Abra is a great way to do it. They also are, are growing their app base right now. So you can also share it with others and earn Bitcoin as well. And then also there's the Bundle app, B-U-N-D-I-L. Uh, Bundle is an app that was featured on Shark Tank last week. And one thing I'd really like about the Bundle app, it's a crypto app. And it's very similar to if you ever heard of the Acorns app or any kind of financial savings app where you link it to your bank account and every time you make a purchase, it, it can round up to the net to the dollar and put that money into savings. Well, in this case, it puts it into cryptocurrency. So this is an app I just started using, link my bank account and going to be trying it out because every time I make a purchase, you can choose whether you want it to round up to the next dollar, whether you want it to always add 50% to your, I'm sorry, 50 cents to your purchase, or if you always wanted to add another dollar to your purchase. Um, to make it, you know, to put it into crypto. So make sure you check out those two apps. 
you know, I'm sure there's a lot more that's coming out there. There's a lot of apps that are helping to make things mainstream. Uh, and you need to learn about security. You need to learn about ways to, to hold your own backup keys. But also these apps, even though they don't do that for you, they, they I mean, they hold the private keys when, when you don't. But it's also, it's an entry point. It's an entry level to get more people interested in crypto, get more people into the space and really start to dig in and learn what's going on. Another thing you can do, as I mentioned last time, you know, there's a lot of conferences going on, a lot of crypto conferences, a lot of blockchain conferences, and also the meetup app. So if you check the meetup app and, and look for cryptocurrency meetups in your area, attend those and just absorb as much knowledge as you can. So last, last week I attended Crypto Invest Summit and my goal was to stay in the lobby and just interview everybody that came through that meant anything in the crypto space, right? That was my goal to fill up content with, with podcasts. And as you see, I only posted two podcasts last week because instead I was so intrigued with what was being said in the conference and by the different speakers and panels and everything that I just kind of immersed myself in what was going on just to learn, okay, really what, what's the big deal? What are they saying? What, you know, listen to somebody other than what my opinion is and see what they have to say. And it was really eye opening to see a lot of things that are happening in the crypto space and talk to a lot of people. And while I missed out on getting some good interviews, let's face it, right? We need to educate ourselves so we can help others. And that is what is going to help make cryptocurrency go mainstream. And that's what's going to lead to the next bull market. It's going to get us out of this purgatory period and start that uptrend again. As we see crypto continue to grow, continue to get stronger. The, the foundation is being built right now. You know, you want, to, you want to build a huge building. It starts with the foundation, right? And that's what's being built right now in crypto. Uh, we saw a lot of hype last year. And that, that hype crashed down this year. But what's being built right now is real infrastructure, real world use. And that's what we need to levitate towards. So I want to thank you for listening in. I know I got kind of long-winded today. Just want to kind of kind of share an update. I'm going to get back to posting these episodes daily. Uh, I'm going to post at least five episodes a week going forward. Uh, so make sure to tune in. And thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next episode.